if there's assholes out there that buy like really good domain names and it's like, yeah, you can have it for $10,000. I know. I know. I wish I was one of those assholes. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location independent lifestyle. Every Monday we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 042. In this episode, we talk to Raymond Walsh about web design and blog monetization. Amongst other things, Raymond also explains how bad design can even destroy your social media shares. I can't tell you how many sites that I've gone to where if I have to go and look for a tweet button or look for a Facebook share or something, I'm not going to share it. If you make it difficult for someone to share your stuff, nine times out of ten people aren't going to do it. Hello, everybody. Hello, happy Monday, happy Monday. It's Monday again. It's Monday every week. This keeps happening. I know. It just won't stop. It's crazy. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, not, but everything's different. Everything's different because we seem to always be in a different location. Apart from this Monday, we're in the same room that we were last Monday. Exactly. We are still in Romania. Oh my God, still in Romania. And the best thing about being in Romania right now, the internet, the rumors about it are incredibly true. The speed of the connection in our apartment has peaked at 510 megabits per second. What? Uh, What? What? Yes. Does because, that even exist? Uh, yes, it does because we're using it. And we screenshotted all the time. it to prove it. Yeah, we screenshotted it. The first test we did, it went to 510. The second test went to 490. Not quite as fast, but I managed oh. to get a screenshot of the second one. Um, I'm sure most people listening to this know how fast that is, not having used it, but they can right, they right. can go, oh my god, that's actually really fast. Because like in England, when we're there, the speed of the connection we're using was like 12 megabits and now it's 500 it's insane uh yeah completely crazy i posted it on facebook the screenshot and a bunch of people just went yeah you faked the photo like i did not fake the photo the uh, you can go on the website for upc in romania and you can choose the 500 megabit connection package and they will come around and fit it yeah which is what they did for us a couple of weeks ago so we are super excited and we're really enjoying being in one place and being able to be super productive catching up on backlog of work yeah. and articles and stuff and backing up our stuff. I've backed up like 5,000 photos this week and it only took like a few hours. It's great. Yeah. We're going to have to do it to my hard drive too because it's the only thing remaining of my computer. The laptop has gone to silicon heaven. Yeah. It all went off to get recycled properly in the correct way a laptop should be recycled. So the guy <laughs> told respect. me. That's what the guy told me. He's probably selling it for parts on eBay right now. I'm sure he is. He should have given us a commission for that. <laughs> Anyway, one of the other things that we're doing in our business news, 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 business news, we are catching up on all the stuff, as we said. From our six weeks Sahara to Spain to Romania adventure, it has been a lot of travel in six weeks. 
only a few days in each destination. It's been pretty hardcore. It's been quite hard to keep up yeah. with all the work. Even other regular travelers have been like, dude, travel much? Yeah, just a little too much, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Still, it means we've got enough content for like the next year. Yeah, so we're, you know, submitting that into people to see if they'd like to pay us for it and catching up on articles. You know, we promise we've got articles to go out to some of the sponsors of people who we did tours with or who we stayed with yeah. in different hostels and stuff. So we owe them photos and articles and lots of stuff so we're catching up on all of that it's coming together pretty well and we are also getting very close to finally launching our new site backpacking for beginners oh it's been coming for so long we've been talking about doing this for a year and yeah. it's actually going to happen within the next couple of weeks we're hoping to launch on the first of july yes really exciting so as the name suggests it's a complete 101 for newbie backpackers for your very first time we're going to like take your hand and guide you through that little process of all the things you need and what you need to know to uh go backpacking we're yeah. really close and the best thing about this site is it's got massive potential for affiliate sales just obviously you guys as travelers probably know you've got to buy a lot of stuff when you start out you've got to buy backpacks etc you've got to go and get insurance and obviously we've got world nomads our usual code for that wn5dp and all the other stuff that you need when you first go backpacking you don't have any of it and all the tours that we know about we can recommend different things to different people it's just got massive scope and if you ever wondered how Nomadic Matt's making a lot of money he really focuses on beginner stuff if yeah. you guys have read his site he's very focused on should you go on a tour? Should you buy insurance? This sort of stuff. Yeah, that and is it might sound basic, so but that's stuff you ask. Like when you don't know, you're like, crap, what is a good tour company? Because you don't want to pay like thousands of dollars and end up going with some shit company. Yeah, exactly. So, so. you know, you want to Google that sort of stuff. And we're going to offer that, our expertise, our knowledge from all our years of traveling to other people. But we're also going to funnel it as well so we can incorporate our other email lists as well. We're hoping that these people who we get to sign up for backpacking for beginners as first timers. They will appreciate the information they get from us. There's gonna be a few products coming out as well. I'm not gonna talk about those today because that's a little bit of a secret, but you'll find out about that on the 1st of July. And you know, they'll get moved along through the, these guys were cool when I went backpacking the first time and now I wanna go again and do more of a, a long-term trip or I want a different sort of experience. Maybe I'll look at their other blogs and maybe I wanna become location independent because I've really fallen in love with travel and. There we go. We moved yep. into the final stage, which the is whole concept where we are of now. What the Travel Freedom Network is about. So people can come to the Travel Freedom Network website, travelfreedomnetwork.com. It's there already. And then you can either come listen to the podcast or you can go and check out Backpacking for Beginners or you can go to Five Dollar Traveler and eventually, oh, I'd love to get a luxury one in there. Well, there might be a luxury one It'll coming be next year. Spoilmyass.com. <laughs> What? <laughs> Just like spoilmerotten.com. That still sounds rude. Ah. Oh, but yeah. Me so likey nice things.com. The amount of people we've spoken to this project in the last six months about, hostels, other bloggers, we have not had one bit of negative feedback from anyone. People have just gone, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. So we're pretty happy with the market research we've done and we're pretty confident when this launches, we will actually start doing really well with that site. And we have a kick-ass strategy for getting a lot of traffic for free right off the bat. And hopefully the guy who inspired me to do this, his method that he uses, he's going to actually be coming on the show within the next couple of months. I'm still trying to pin him down because it's very hard to get someone who's that busy earning six figures a month to actually come on the show. It's very hard. Yeah, what a poor it's bastard. Hard. Poor him. But yeah, 
We shouldn't mock him. We want him on the show. I'm not mocking him at all. Like, he is, he is like, doing we incredibly well. We want to be him. He's doing incredibly well for himself, but he's, he's too busy to come on. So missed lots of dates. He's like, maybe I can do this week, and then he can't do this week. And so hopefully we're going to nail him down. We're going to get him on the show. We're going to talk about this method. And hopefully by that point, we'll also have implemented it ourselves. And we can let you know from personal experience how it's worked. But effectively, we will be getting a lot of daily signups on a brand new site for free without utilizing any contacts that we have. We're not going to be emailing around everyone going, can you tell people we launched a site? I mean, we will obviously share stuff on social media and we've already got 4,000 followers on social media for Backpacking for Beginners because we've been building that for the last year. Backpack 4B. Yeah, if you backpack wanna... 4B with the number 4. Yeah, if you want to drop by. Backpacking for Beginners, also with the number 4, .com. There's a landing page there at the moment for pre-launch. You can also sign up to that if you're interested. If you're actually listening to this show and you haven't been backpacking before, then it's hey, ideal, right? Yeah. Sure, we talk about lots of stuff to do with blogging and making money, but I know maybe some people listening just listen to the travel episodes more often and they might be quite interested in learning how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. and getting to know the ropes. The tagline for the website is Backpack Like a Pro from Day One or Travel Like a Pro from Day One. I've actually forgotten already. Travel <laughs> Like a Pro from Day One. Travel, yeah. The idea is to give people enough knowledge before they actually leave on their trip to turn up and seem like they've been backpacking before. Yep, just so, have it down. To impress the people they're staying in hostels with. and be not get ripped off. Not get ripped off, not get scammed. It's just a yeah, 101 course from that first moment of going, I want to go on a backpacking trip, where should I go? That's the beginning of backpacking for beginners. And that goes all the way through to, I've actually arrived in the destination, how do I avoid getting scammed? Things like that. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. You guys are going to hear a bit more about this when we actually launch it. So... Let's get into today's interview because it's a really good one. Yes, very good idea. So we met up with Raymond Walsh. He was at TBEX Athens. That's where we met. We've spoken to him online before, I think, I believe. Yeah, we've we had, we had with contact him with him through his website, Man on the Lamb, but we actually got to meet him in person last October at TBEX Athens. Got along with him. We thought he was pretty funny. Yeah, he's funny and, guy. Yeah, he's very interesting stories. And we actually saw that he updated his website around about December, Yeah, it was about January. December, and yeah. he's just Amazing. nailed it. It's yeah. such a cool website. Once you go on there, you'll never forget his website design because it's just so unique. So um, coming up, some web design tips from Raymond, his personal monetization strategies that keep him location independent, and a lot of random balls as well. Seriously. Seriously, there's going to be some balls. Yeah. Okay, so today we are speaking to Raymond Walsh. He is the purveyor of the travel blog, Man on the Lamb, a curious gentleman's guide to escapes and escapism. Having made his own escape through travel freedom, today we'll be talking about the importance of web design, his own monetization methods, and some general travel freedom chit-chat. Yeah, so hey Raymond, how's it going? Pretty good, how are you guys? Alright, sitting around in Romania, it's quite warm, we like it. I like summer. Excellent. Yes, summer is Unlike where time. you are in uh, in Australia, where it's actually winter now, so it's cold. Yeah, I, Everybody's I'm complaining. In- I'm in Ballarat, which is about an hour and 20 minutes outside of Melbourne, and it is very cold here. Um, I'm lucky, though, the place that I'm renting has a fireplace, so it's been going pretty much 24-7. Oh, for the last couple of weeks. So. Is that, that is a real wood, nice to have. real wood fireplace? Or? No, no, it's a fake one, but the heat is real. Oh, the heat is real. That's, <laughs> That's what you want, then. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's get on with this interview. I think the most important question first up is... Uh, 
You also got an ultrasound of your balls in a man. Is that the, word, <laughs> the weirdest travel experience you've had? Or can you top that uh, with anything else? It's right up there. I have to admit that. I'll give you some background of the story. I had been experiencing some pain down there for quite a while. And like most guys, I just put it off, put it off, put it off. And it got to the point where I actually had company come visit from Canada. And I couldn't show them around because it was just so painful to move. So I finally bit the bullet and went to a hospital. And the guy says, well, you need to get an ultrasound because they thought it was a, it's called torsion, which is like a twisted cord in your testicle, which oh, is, uh, yeah, which is requires immediate surgery. But thankfully it wasn't that. It was just an infection down there. But getting an ultrasound in a foreign country with some Indian dude rubbing the gel and the little uh, <laughs> thing on your... <laughs> On your nether regions, it was quite the experience. Yes, yeah, so he's like, just please place your left sack in my hand so I could. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was, quite it was quite gentle, though, but he never called. Ah! <laughs> oh, no. Bastard. Did he text you or anything? That's no, crazy. nothing, oh. nothing, nothing. But what amazed me was how fast it all was. Like in Canada, for something like that, you usually have to wait a very long time. But it, the entire thing, from the time I went to the front desk to say what was wrong, to see a doctor, to see a specialist, to get the ultrasound, to get the results, it was less than three hours. Yeah. And it cost me about $174 Canadian, I think it was. So, which was covered by insurance anyway. But in Canada... So that's about $7,000 US or something. Yeah, I don't know what the conversion is these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, so that was one upside to foreign medical care. You just, you know, and everyone were, were trained professionals, the place was very clean, very happy with it, so. Yeah, I've never had a single issue with any sort of overseas medical treatment. Well, it depends have. on where you go, doesn't it? Well, I it? guess so. Probably one of the funniest I had was I had to get a rabies shot in Thailand, and mm. the lady was, <laughs> she was getting ready to give me the needle and everything, and she's like, oh! And when I looked, she stabbed me with the needle. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. And she's like, all done. Nice and easy, wasn't it? And I'm like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, look I'm, like, I'm a big girl. You don't have to like, oh, look at that. And then stab me. I actually had something similar, but it was a bungee jump. Uh, the first time I ever did a bungee jump was in New Zealand. And they do the countdown. They say, okay, on three, two, one, then jump. And the guy goes, okay, and three, and two, and look over at that bridge over there. And then, like, he kind of, like, taps me to push me. And I'm like, hang on now. <laughs> you scared the crap right out of me. <laughs> I was going to go. Yeah, was gonna I wasn't, wasn't going to do it. I wouldn't have jumped. Bungee jumping doesn't sound appealing to me. Apparently throwing myself out of a plane is all right, but <laughs> sticking myself on a cord and just hoping it doesn't break, it, that's not so good. That's one thing I've never done is a skydiving yet, but I've done bungee jumping four times. Wow. There you go. Well, maybe maybe someone will convince me to do it one well, day. Well, you know, you never thought you'd ever go skydiving and we ended up Well, I thought out. I might go skydiving. I just didn't think I was going to pay for it. So I got, it, <laughs> so I got it. it for free and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Hey, I never thought I'd get an ultrasound on my balls, but there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> These are all experiences I look forward to. I can't wait for my the next testicle uh, ultrasound. It's going to be fun. One day. You're young yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I was still that young. Okay, now we should talk about something business related as this is our Money Mondays episode. Yeah. Now let's talk web design because you updated your website around about six months ago, and I absolutely loved everything that you did with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to try and, and describe it, it yeah. for the people listening who haven't actually seen it yet. 
I'd say it's a bit like a late 19th century around the world in 80 days with gramophones sort of thing. It's like exactly. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang meets Scott of the Antarctic. <laughs> Even the Instagram link you've got on there is actually like an old time camera from Victorian era. So It is, it is. It's, it's really cool. I mean, we loved it when you changed it a few months back and we'd yeah, be excited to learn some more about whether like moving from a more generic theme to something like this, which is really, really stylized and really specific. Has this helped you out? Has it got you more people coming to your website? Has there been lots of talk about it? What's been the results? The results have been really positive, actually. Um, I had the same design for almost four years, and it was a free Aris theme. And I did all the customization myself. Like when I first started blogging, I had no idea about HTML or CSS or any of that stuff. And I just kind of learned as I went along. And, you know, every now and then, you know, a couple of months, I'd add something, tweak something. And I had some decent positive feedback on that. And then I said, you know, if I'm going to be, if this is my full-time gig, then I need to make it look a bit more professional. So I, um, do you know the site 99designs.com? Yes. Yes. So I didn't use 99designs.com and there's a reason for that. (laughs) Because I figure, and as bloggers, I'm sure you can appreciate this. It's like a contest, right? And I shouldn't have to enter a contest in order to work. And that's what 99designs.com is a lot like, Mm. where you post what you want on there and then you get a bunch of designers competing to create a job for you. So I said, well, there are tons of talented designers on 99designs. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go there, take a look at designs that I like, and then just contact the designers directly. So I found three guys that I thought, you know, had, had a really good portfolio. And this one gent in Hungary, I really liked his style and what his company did. So I contacted him. We worked out a price and the rest is history. So I, I had an idea for the design and originally it was a prohibition 1920s theme and I had it all thought out and then he came back to me with the suggestions and you know a, an initial design and I thought, oh my God, this is the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I would not want to go to this site. So uh, it, there are still some depression era uh, design or style on there, but it is like you said, like 19th century, kind of that 1800s around the world in 80 days type deal. And I wanted to specifically to keep it kind of monochromatic. So there's not a lot of color. There's just basically three different, three or four different colors in the design itself. And that way I feel the photos stand out a bit more. And, and for the launch, I ran a competition. So I, I contacted some folks that I've worked with in the past and I managed to get like over a thousand dollars in prizes just to kind of, okay, here's my new design. Now let's make a big blast of this and get people to look at it and get their feedback on it. And I think one guy said, I really hate it. And the others were all positive or, you know, love the design, love it. And one of the best compliments I ever got was from a company that was looking for bloggers. And the guy said, you know, I've gone through about 500 travel blogs and yours is the one I remember because it stands out so much from the rest. And for me, that was worth it. So yeah, yeah I think it, it definitely has helped with traffic and it has helped in branding as well because it's instantly recognizable from like the little man on the lamb to, like you said, the Instagram, the Facebook. And if you look closely, like all of those little icons, they're all custom. Like somewhere on there and on that Instagram or the Facebook or the Google Plus, it says man on the lamb right on it. So even if other folks try to steal it, it's no good for them because it's got my blog name on there. And how has it changed with like your bounce rate on your website? Are you finding that people are just really interested in clicking all those little things because they are so customized and so unique? Yeah, page views and bounce rate. And I put a little thing on there called random. I didn't really think that would do much. 
and it's kind of where you just click and it takes people to a random post and it's kind of addicting because I know I've gone to other sites where yeah that's random random and people click it like three or four times that's mm -hmm. definitely helped inc increase page views for sure that's awesome well that's a great tip we might stick a little random button on our website we might just steal that there you go. Oh, that's a good idea yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's this massive debate at the moment. Lots of people are like, you've got to clean your website up. You've got to make it as plain and as basic as possible so it doesn't confuse people. Yeah, it's kind of like that Airbnb style. Like if you know the Airbnb yeah. website, yeah. like so many people are doing that same sort of thing and everybody thinks you have to do it the same way if anybody's going to pay attention to you. And that's, see, I think everyone's going zigging and I like to go and zag. Yeah. And I think for me, anyway, it's paid off. Like, I love those other, other designs. Like, I know a lot of other travel bloggers have gone out and, you know, paid good money for really professional-looking websites. But it, a lot of them are, okay, it's a one page, and it's sort of a portal to the rest of it. And I think most people just want to get straight to the content. And it's great if you have something to sell that you start on that homepage and, like, yeah, okay, here's my product, here's my blog, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, I'm not selling anything. So, I mean, when you're talking... I'm for sale, but I'm not selling <laughs> <laughs> Totally different. That is completely different. Yeah, um, easily bought, but not selling anything. <laughs> when you were saying before about how you were choosing a designer and you sort of, you pitched to them, and what sort of skills exactly were you looking for in that person? Was it just you saw their portfolio and went, cool, that's the one because I like what they've done before? Or did you want them to sort of demonstrate that they had the right sort of knowledge to do what you needed? them to do I mean, what do you think is the most important thing for anyone out there who's looking to get their own site redesigned that they need to look for when they're finding someone to do it a decent portfolio so i wouldn't necessarily go with someone that says okay and if you are and i'm we mentioned 99 designs if you are using something like that check their background check their own website and that's what got me onto this one guy i i looked at the style that he did and a lot of it was very creative and it was the little small touches that really kind of uh, stood out for me. Sort of anyone can do that, you know, grand professional looking site. But when it comes to like the finer details, like even um, the comment form that he made. And, you know, I came with him with the design and I said, I want a postcard for the comments. And he added stuff like there's a little stamp on the comment thing and it has man on the lamb on it. Mm -hmm. Little, little things like that that I wouldn't have thought of that he just added in as extras and if you look for looking for a designer look for that in their portfolio and any feedback that they had like this guy had some good feedback on 99 designs for the previous stuff that he had did and that's one thing i should tell him actually put some feedback on your website about you know the customers that you've worked with because i think he's got some really good stuff on there yeah how long did the process take overall from when you actually found this guy to him having the website finished and you promoting the website again with the new design it took a lot longer than I thought it would. That's what <laughs> everybody says. It's a complicated yeah. like, website. Goddamn, it was so long. I yeah. wanted to kill myself by the end. Yeah, well, I was almost there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had some sort of issue too where like for about four days, my entire site was down and, you know, had one of those landing pages up. We're under construction. Please check back later. And so that, you know, for those four days, it was during early December. So the stats suffered for that month for sure. But it, I started in August was when I first sent him the idea for the design. And we finished. Okay, so that's not too bad. In December, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's 
How much input did you have to have or did you just sort of tell them what you want and let them get on with it? I had a lot. Like I was very particular about kind of how I wanted it to look and some of the details in there. So there's, you can remember the name of the site that it allows you to go and create four web pages where you can do a mock-up. So I sent him mock-ups for the four main pages on there. And then he came back with initial designs for each and then we just worked from there. Okay, yeah, so it was a pretty hands-on process for you with this one. Yeah, for but sure. For I sure. guess some people do have the choice if they, they really don't want to spend that much time on it. They can just tell the designer, this is what I want, get on with it, and you don't have to put all your own input in. Yeah, exactly. Some um, people aren't design people either. Yeah, some people just aren't interested in doing the design themselves. I guess they just want to know that it's going to be good when it's finished. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy with my result for sure. Yeah, you should be. I say we love it. It's yeah, great. it's very, Thank very you. cool. Yeah. So what do, would you say would be some of the elephant... The elephants. Some of the elephants. Let's talk about elephants. Why are you talking about elephants? I haven't had a drink yet. I can't yeah. talk properly. Oh, we're doing this interview too early. It's only like 5 p.m. here. We haven't got a drink. Uh, it's after midnight here, and I haven't had a drink either. So. Oh, oh no. no. There, there's, the, there's the real crisis. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> because you put together your own website with your own design and your own ideas, what are some of the things that you think make a well-designed website? Something that's easily shared. I can't tell you how many sites that I've gone to where if I have to go and look for a tweet button or look for a Facebook share or something, I'm not going to share it. It's just that easy. That's a big peeve of mine. And it's we're in the business of social media and sharing our content and stuff. And if you make it difficult for someone to share your stuff, nine times out of ten, people aren't going to do it. Like, I don't know if you guys have Buffer, but I yeah, subscribe yeah. to it buffer and if it's a really good post and maybe they're a new blogger or something i'll right click on the photo and then share as a photo on twitter but otherwise yeah that that's a big thing for me yeah i found uh, recently with some commenting things people have got this it's like discus or something and you have to specially sign up for it i'm like don't make me specially sign up for stuff if you want comments on your blog because <laughs> it just exactly. drives me insane yeah we've yeah. gone with facebook commenting on ours and although we don't really use facebook as a social media sort of thing we don't really support our own account it's really convenient for the comments because most people have a Facebook account and most people can just then write a comment instantly. It doesn't put yeah, anyone exactly. off. It's, uh, it has been quite useful for us. We don't like the fact that Facebook own our comments and yeah. one day they could take <laughs> them all away, which is sort of worrying. But yeah, it is convenience, that's for sure. I had Facebook comments on mine for a while, but it just tended to slow my site right down. I'm uh-huh. not sure why, but um, I, I just stuck with the generic regular comments. They put in the name and an email and go from there. Then you've got to approve them all yourself. That was always the problem. We had to go through and approve every single comment that came through or, or set it to auto and then it's like... Uh, spam, it spam, could be spam, 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 yeah. spam, spam. Spam, 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 We were watching a lot of Monty Python lyrics. <laughs> It's not that much, you know, and it, you tend to get the regular folks in there anyway, so after a while you don't need to continuously approve them. The only downside is you do get a lot of folks that end up in the spam folder, like legitimate comments. So that's something that could be worked out a bit better. But yeah, I totally agree with the discus thing. That drives me nuts. It's a great commenting system. And once you've signed up for it, it works well. But hey, and the other other one for me is folks on Blogger. You know, Blogger, and it gives you the choice. Okay, comment as Twitter, Facebook, and whatever. And no matter which one I choose, it always says, okay, you're a spam comment or something. So... (laughs) If it's a blog built on Blogger, 
Google I always Swagger. have the thing where I'll have to like log in through one of those. And then when I, but I've already written the comment in. So then when I go back after it's logged me in, like the comment's gone. And I'm like, I have to write it again. Oh, well, you're not going to write it again no. the second time around. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. My dad used to say, you shouldn't have to line up to spend your money. And that's kind of like how I feel about stuff like that. You shouldn't have to jump through hurdles for me to do you a favor. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, exactly. No, cool. Okay, so back to regular WordPress comments. eh? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing that I can think of that's keeping us with Facebook is the fact that when you do reply to someone, they get a notification in their Facebook. So it's much easier for them to then come back again and actually reply. I do comment reply notification. It's a plugin you can use. Uh So if I reply or someone else replies to their comment, they get an email with the email list. Do they have to opt into that when they put their comment in the Mm -hmm. website? Nope, not at all. Oh, you just spam them. Nice. No, I don't spam them. It may end up in their spam folder, but I'm not spamming them. <laughs> no, I know. I'm only joking. That's but, an interesting plugin. Yeah, cool. Okay, we'll take a look at that one as well. You never know. We might leave Facebook comments one day. Haven't yeah. decided. But uh, with designing a website, what do you think are some of the key elements that people need to look at? Like, what are the most important things to pay attention to when you are redesigning a website? What your message is and what your brand is. And like, there are a lot of generic travel blogs. One that jumps to mind where it's absolutely crystal clear clear when you get to that web page what this site is all about is chasing the donkey i don't know if you've ever done it gone there chasing the donkey.com the croatia one exactly and it's right from as soon as that page appears you know this is about family travel this is about croatia and they do an excellent excellent job of it and i think that's why the site i did this top 100 list of travel blog posts for 2014 and sarah jane is the lady that runs that site and she had i think three or four in the top 100 and it's because okay if i'm thinking croatia automatically i think chasing the donkey and the way that she has it set up she's got pinterest friendly photos on there she's got her share buttons in the right places you know and folks are associating that site with croatia and she's done an excellent job of it another good site like design wise for me is alex in wonderland oh yeah yeah i mean it's spectacular what she's she's done with it and it's it's really keen to click on links and stuff on it because it's like wow that's a really cool design i want to click there wow that's uh looks very interesting i want to see what's over here too Cool. I haven't been on Alex's site in a while, so I might have to jump on there and check it out. Yeah, she did this redesign, I don't know, about a year ago maybe. Looks really, really professional. And actually the designer that did hers has done a lot of, a few of the other travel bloggers as well. Um, But I think hers is the best example of good branding, what the site is about, and make it interesting at the same time. And it stands out from other bloggers too. Okay, well, lots of good design tips. We need to move on to the next topic, I think. But uh, hopefully that's... Money, money, money. Yeah, money, money, money. I think hopefully that's been some good food for thought for people. There's definitely a few good tips for us as well that we haven't thought about yet. Okay, well, yeah, let's talk about some monetization stuff. Do you do direct monetization on your site or do you mostly freelance work? Uh, how do you support yourself as a like location independent person? I'm a big not all my eggs in one basket kind of guy. Yeah. So I do for sure do the dreaded sponsored posts and text links and stuff like that on Man on the Lamb. That business has sort of dried up in the last six or eight months or so, so I'm looking at alternate means of revenue. I've started to kind of up my freelancing game a bit, and I actually have a part-time job two days a week right now with USA Today's Road Warrior Voices. So it's a a blog about a lot about business travel and tech and industry airlines and stuff like that, and it's kind of got this cheeky sense of humor that, you know, 
I kind of like. So yeah, I, I work two days a week for those guys, and I just started that about two months ago, um, which is nice to have a steady pay- paycheck. And the beauty is I can work from anywhere as well. Like I last week I was in Thailand. I worked two days there. The week before I was in Malaysia. I worked two days there. So that's a plus right there. I mean, the most important thing with that, I mean, you're working two days a week, and for most normal people, they'd say, well, that's a very low workload. That sounds like quite a promising opportunity. And we know, we personally know how cheap it is to be on the road compared to be sort of living in the UK or or Australia or North America or whatever. So are you finding that can be your main source of income or are you still having to really scrape by on that two days a week? Well, I'm in Australia right now, so yeah, scraping by. Australia (laughs) is tough. Australia is tough, but for sure, Malaysia, Thailand, it would be super easy just to work, you know, if I had no other money coming in, just those two days a week, you know, you'd still live like a king in most places in Thailand, Malaysia, and India. What else do I do? I, I do have some other sites as well. So some smaller niche sites that for sponsor posts and stuff like that. So those in, in the past have been really good. I created a few of them. Are travel my, as well or are they different niches? The, they're all travel, all travel. Oh. Yeah, I created most of them, but I actually bought a couple of them through Flippa. I have, I recently read an article about this whole concept of buying other blogs, like already set up blogs. Yeah. So how do you go about the process of buying someone's blog? It was pretty easy. The first one, when I first started, I bought this site and I said, oh, it looks really good and it's got content. And when I bought it, I immediately started to get emails from other bloggers to say, hey, you just stole my article. And the guy oh. that had created the website had put all these basically stole content from other sites to put on his number. Hi, I just, I'm sorry, I just bought it. I'll take it off right away. So that was a big learning experience. But since then, I've kind of, I know what to look for, like look for page authority, domain authority, page rank, legitimate Facebook likes, Twitter accounts, stuff like that, and see how many articles are on the site and, you know, comments and stuff like that. Is there any, any interaction? So I bought a second one about a year and a half after that. And within three weeks, I made my money back. So that was definitely uh, a good success. But is that because of sponsored content or is it because of affiliate sales or? Sponsor content and that one it was it's more aviation kind of flight attendant related so uh, there were some existing ads on there as well like the 125 by 125 square ads so just renewals on those helped pay for the cost of purchasing it which was great wow and you said you purchased that through Flippa Flippa Flippa.com yeah there we go we'll add that into the show notes if anyone's yeah looking to yeah. buy blogs but don't screw up and buy other people's don't content yeah <laughs> so you know when a domain expires right? So uh, Mm. maybe someone had a great blog and that blog, you know, they decided not to update it anymore and then they forgot to renew the domain. But that domain actually maintains for about 30 days or so the, how can I put it, the stats, the the juice of that. Yeah. So it'll maintain the page rank, domain authority, page authority, that sort of stuff. People will snatch those up and then throw a bunch of content on a website and then try and sell it again. Whereas, you know, all they did was really pay 10, 15 bucks for a domain name. Now they're trying to sell it for five or 600 bucks yeah. on Flippa. So you got to watch out for sneaky little little guys like that. Yeah, you um, can check those things out with uh, the who is. I think you can look up how long that website's been owned by the owner and stuff like that. I mean, Exactly. But when I first started, I wouldn't have had no idea about that. Yeah. And I'm sure there are folks out there as well that don't. So just yeah. uh, be careful what you're buying. Do some research. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Check out the stats, the background first before you can yeah. do anything like that for sure. Too many cowboys on the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> Way too many. It's like those assholes out there that buy like really good domain names and it's like, yeah, you can have it for $10,000. <laughs> 
I know, I know. I wish I was one of those assholes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you wonder how many that they actually sell, though. I guess they have to buy like a hundred and hope they sell one. And if they don't sell one, then they've actually not made a profit at all. It's the long game, and I think yeah. a lot of people are interested in the long game. They kind of just want the money now. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's true. Like I've looked up domains before, and what you want like twenty five hundred dollars for this domain, and you've been holding on to it for like six years? No way. Crazy. Crazy. So we also heard you have a shop coming to your Man on the Lamb website. <laughs> is that also going to be a monetization thing? Will you be selling t-shirts or is there more to it than that? It is. I was thinking, I know a lot of people, like I've done some Amazon affiliate stuff on my site before. I did um, a post over Christmas, 101 stocking, stuffer, stocking stuffers for men who love travel. And the post did really well. Like it's one of the most high traffic posts on my site. But I made the mistake of doing cheap stuff <laughs> you know where it's like okay th this thing is four dollars and 97 cents on amazon you don't get a lot of commission on that no. i'm going to redo that again this coming christmas but with more higher ticket items and just speaking with other bloggers that's a better way to make money yeah i've made some affiliate sales through the the first post but uh, the amount of coin coming in when you're selling five and ten dollar products is yeah. uh, is not a lot. Yeah, you so for just keep your fingers crossed that uh, the cookie will stay there and they'll buy like a two thousand dollar shed or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> please, 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 uh, please, 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 please. Yeah, I think the most money I got was from someone who bought a, a two hundred dollar pair of shoes on Amazon. The shoes weren't on my list, but the cookie stayed in. And <laughs> yeah, oh, we see it all the time. I mean, I'm sure anyone else who's done any Amazon affiliate stuff will have seen it as well. That. All of yeah. these items that people are buying, you're like, I don't advertise any of this stuff. Exactly. But, <laughs> but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take the commission. Why not? Exactly. So yeah, eventually I want to get a shop going and it's more one of a kind items. And, you know, sticking with that vintage theme, that's kind of what, what I want to do. Sort of funky, cool, old school travel items. But still working on that for sure. Well, you need one of those giant globes that you can store alcohol inside. I know. That's on my wish list. Because they're sure. like $3,000 or something. So you can get someone to buy one of those, one of the real premium ones, then you're going to get a big yeah. load of commission. Yeah. I saw one in the Sky Mall magazine. We walked past one the other day. It was in the window of a store and they had champagne glasses in it. We're like, what, what are you doing? You don't put champagne <laughs> glasses in a globe. Where's the whiskey? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. That is a disgraceful waste of a globe. I almost walked in and had words with them. Lucky the store was closed. <laughs> I just said, I have to confiscate your globe because you've offended exactly. me. Proper I will use. be taking this away now and I will not be paying for it. You don't deserve this globe. Yeah. You don't know what it's about. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, if we decided, like, we're making this very, very short list of if we ever own a home, which is at the moment not particularly likely, but maybe one day, then yes, the uh, globe full of whiskey and a set of those, like, hanging seats that look like half an egg, the, like, wicker ones oh, that yeah. you get outside yeah, yeah. for the garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want a set of those. And there's not much else, is there? There's not, not a lot of <laughs> No, <laughs> No, mainly it's, just... It's, uh, pizza oven. Pizza oven for the garden. That's right. You know, I still have a home back in Canada and I don't have any of those things. Well, you're not there to use them, so it doesn't matter. No, it's fine. No, exactly. But speaking of homes and travel freedom, let's do a little bit of a delving into your background because we always like to know why people are doing this. I think it gives people inspiration for themselves if they're not doing it yet. And a lot of our listeners aren't actually traveling yet full time. Why is it that you decided to lead a more location independent lifestyle? Well, I've always loved travel. For years and years, I worked as a corporate trainer for a mobile phone company in Canada. And they, you know, Canada's pretty generous with the vacation. You get 
three or four weeks a year. So of course I was always gone those three or four weeks a year. And also I was lucky enough, they assigned me a couple of gigs. Uh, one was in the Philippines for five months. Mm-hmm. One was in uh, El Salvador for five months, Guatemala for three months. Very cool. So very, very cool, definitely. And they paid for everything, Even which is sweet. So. Yes. Yeah, that gives you a real taste for it. I mean, I also exactly. worked abroad. That was like my first real long-term travel experience. I worked in France for three months. And yeah, then you're like, I could get used to this working abroad thing and seeing new places. It's awesome. I know. And uh, actually, that job I had quit twice and went back to twice. Yeah. And each time I quit, I, I went to travel. Like 1999, I quit for a year and I traveled for a year to the Middle East. And when I went back, I actually got a better job than when I had quit. So it worked out in my benefit. And the same thing when I quit five or six years after that I went back again and got a better job and the running gag of my company was okay if you quit once more you're coming back as a VP (laughs) (laughs) one day I don't know if that window is still open I've been gone now then you can afford the pizza oven and the globe exactly what happened was when I left there for the final time I actually got greedy when it came to travel I saw this posting for a little little company called IBM and they were looking for a learning consultant which is what I was basically doing at the phone company and the promise was 75% travel and you know my eyes just lit up and when I got there we were kind of consultants so we were assigned a task or you know, a gig for a set amount of time. And the first one I got assigned was at an oil company in Calgary. And that's where I had lived for the past 20 years at the TELUS Tower. And TELUS was the name of the phone company I worked for. So basically, I was just almost just going to a different floor to work. And the assignment was for two years. And I lasted three months. And I said, you know, I I can't do this anymore. So I handed in my notice. And within two weeks, I was in Thailand. Yeah, That's a good feeling. Yeah. uh, And the timing was everything. Because I, um, like I said, I still have a place back in Canada. I have a condo in Calgary. And I had friends that were moving back to Canada from the United Arab Emirates. They had spent seven years there teaching English and they were coming back to Canada. Thing is, after you've been gone from your home country for that long, they had no credit, they had no references and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, I have this two bedroom condo just dying for someone to stay in fully furnished. You can use my car. And so that really helped at the outset as well, where I could just leave my home and my car and someone else was paying me to use it. So that's a plus. And after they moved out, then I found another tenant and now I've got a third tenant in there now. So that's been a godsend for me too, that I am getting some money from that as well. So if I don't make any money freelancing this month, or if I don't make any money from the blog, you know, I'm not going to starve. Yeah, that's it. The multiple revenue streams is so essential. And we do tell people this in almost every episode, pretty much. It's like, it works for us as well. We've got so many different companies we work with. So if one of them doesn't want to pay us anything one month, we can go and talk to someone else and get money from them instead. And we're not going to be on the streets. Exactly. Unless people hack our bank accounts, which has happened this week. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yes. And then thank God for parents. (laughs) Thank God for emergency money until we eventually get cards. Yeah. Apparently, my cards are on their way to Sibiu in central Romania. They've done like a bigger trip around Europe than we have. Yeah. <laughs> my God, it's taken them so long to get here and we're still waiting. You're in Bucharest now and you need to go yes. and get your ATM cards and stuff. Yes, well, uh, there's lots of stories about all of that, which I'm not going to share on the podcast because it's sort of sensitive <laughs> private banking information. But let's yeah. just say it has not been a fun experience. And it's lucky that we have one bank in Australia and one bank in the UK because otherwise we'd have been absolutely screwed because it has been about 12 days without any access to any of that money at all. 
So we've just had to rely on what we had in Australia, which has been all right. We've yeah. just about just about scraped through it. Anyway, Enough less of less of that depression identity <laughs> theft crap. It is almost the end of the interview, but I think Meg has one last question for you. The most important question it that we have the to most ask important everyone. Question. If you uh -oh. could go back before you launched Man on the Lamb, what would you do differently from day one? The name. I might change the name. And it it's because I did promiscuous. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I didn't realize that outside North America, not a lot of people know what on the lamb means. And like on the lamb means on the run and specifically like on the run from the law. And it's a very old, like 1920s sort of saying. But uh, so many times I've had to expl explain it and people said, oh, man on the lamb, like with a B at the end. And I'm like, no, no, there's no B. That's a completely <laughs> different type of sites. And I that's the, that's from New Zealand. That's the yeah, yeah. wrong continent. I even, I even met one PR lady, and she said, "Oh, I explained to my husband last. I asked my husband last night. You know, what does this site mean? Man on the lamb." And her husband said, "Oh, it means he's in the slow travel." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's sort of it." And the husband said, "You know, because he's riding on a lamb, <laughs> so he can't travel. He can't travel very fast because he's on a lamb." So there's just a lot of confusion about that. So that's why you'll notice on the new site, now the new design, right in the top left-hand corner, I have a definition of on the lamb, what it means. And I don't think anyone's noticed this yet, but if you click on that little uh, 1920s looking speaker horn thing there, it actually will give you, it will say it verbally, on the <laughs> lamb, on the lamb. On the <laughs> and sometimes nice. I do it just to annoy people. Hang on, I can actually do it right now, I think, just to annoy you guys. On the lamb. Yeah. On the lamb. <laughs> on the lamb. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. I think it's probably yeah. better that people think you're riding a lamb rather than they think you're a criminal. So you know, that's true. That's, that's not such a bad misinterpretation. But uh, well, we we know all about misinterpretations of blog names because we've had that from day one. So yeah, eventually we'll rebrand to something else. Yeah. So yeah, choose your name wisely. Yeah. And another thing, and I didn't know this until after, but I was lucky, check out all the social media profiles, right? So there's a few sites out there where you go Google social media username availability, and you just type in the name that you want, and it will tell you if that name's taken on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Pinterest, etc. Ah, That's really good, because there have yeah. been times I've gone to set up Twitter accounts, and it's like, are you serious? Like, some yeah. little egghead has, you know... <laughs> Five dollar traveler. But yeah, uh, we had. Well, that's why we had to go with my travel freedom for our Twitter handle because travel freedom was taken by an egg. Eggheads. Exactly. So here's the thing. Twitter used to have a campaign or some sort of system in place where if someone didn't use that account within six months, it would be grandfathered and you get it and you could sign up for it beforehand. Because when I first started, Man on the Lamb was taken and I had Man on the Lamb 1, which was super, super lame. Yeah. Um, I think the guy got cyber bullied into like giving up his name because <laughs> I went in there one day and it was available because he used to get so many tweets that were meant for me because people would think, okay, Man on the Lamb is Man on the Lamb not man on the lamb one so he was getting all these like spam tweets of hey when are you going coming back to Chiang Mai or check out this article should have got man stuff. on the lamb with a B rather than a one <laughs> <laughs> that would have been much easier yeah. Why did you do that? But that guy would tweet like every four or five months just to keep his account active. And I was like, oh, come on. So after four years, I finally got it. And I was super happy. Four years of waiting. Wow. Damn. This is like your own form of identity theft right there. Exactly. Twitter identity theft. <laughs> well, yeah, there are people like celebrities and that that have had to get like the real 
blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like Ashley Graham. She had to get the real Ashley Graham because someone else had probably taken Ashley Graham. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. Hoping to sell it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the same, as, those, the, the yeah. same guys that buy domain stuff. names for yeah. like six years and want $10,000 for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, you said it's the long game. But there you go. You eventually bullied someone into giving you their Twitter account. And, you know, <laughs> glory to you. Congratulations. <laughs> I did not even contact him to ask for it. He willingly gave it up after mm. others pounded him with tweets. So. <laughs> there you go. So that's what you need to do. You just need to do a bit of a smear campaign, annoy the hell out of someone until they yeah. just go, just have it. Just have it. I don't exactly. want it anymore. Yeah. yeah. You ruined all my Twitter fun. <laughs> it's because he was a criminal. Of course. He was on the run. That's fine. He, no, he, he would do movie reviews in 140 characters or less. Oh, all right. That's, well, that's yeah. all right. But he only did one every five months. Yeah. He, did, he, he didn't watch a lot of movies. How can you do a movie yeah. review in 140 characters? It was good. <laughs> Me like great action. Great acting. Slow plot. It insists upon itself. I did movie <laughs> reviews for every single movie on our hard drive because we didn't know we didn't know what any of them were. And so I just went through IMDb because we every time we go and look to see what movie we're gonna watch today. We then discover, oh, we don't know what any of these are. We look them up again. We're like, didn't we look this up like a month ago when we last went to watch a movie? So I just did a like a five word movie review for every single movie on my hard drive because it was my off day and I was bored. And I think, but still, some of them don't bad. make sense. It's like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, Hugh Jackman, cancer wife, <laughs> cancer drama. wife, cancer wife, inspirational. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it's like stuff like that. Like just a few words that roughly describe what sort of movie it is. Go, I still don't know what it is. I don't know what movie that is. is. No, I don't know what it is. But I mean, I've got the name of the movie next to the five-word description, so it's pretty easy. One of them's like this: the bloodthirsty Scottish people. The and last it's king of Scotland. Last king of Scotland. That's right. It's like bloodthirsty oh, yeah. Scottish people. That's my my review of the movie. <laughs> it's my synopsis. It's all right. It's worked so far. I don't think we've had to look any of them up on IMDb again. We've known what they're roughly about and we can decide, do we want to watch that or not? You have a very bright future ahead of you. Yes. I'm going to be like, when they make Twitter even shorter, when they make it like 50 characters, I'll be the movie review Twitter guy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. New business plan. Something to aspire to. On that completely ridiculous rant that has happened at the end of the show, and I'm sure everyone (laughs) has now tuned out because we we stopped talking about anything useful at least five minutes ago. Raymond, thanks very much for coming on the show. Maybe you could just give a a quick sign off on where people can come and find you and anything else that you're launching and want people to know about. www.manonthelamb.com. No B at the end of lamb, please. No one. Yeah. Twitter at manonthelamb, Facebook dot man on the lamb whatever it is and instagram my instagram has been doing really well lately so i'm trying to get up to 10,000 10,000 followers on there and it's man on the lamb as hey. usual see i got them all covered this is easy yeah stuff that i'm working on top secret product i'm developing but look for that in the coming months top it's secret a, top it's secret. a personalized travel testicle x-ray machine <laughs> <laughs> you will not have to be touched on the balls again exactly you'll scan your own <laughs> it's it's a portable ultrasound you know, for the shy, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it, it, it doubles as a neck pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your testicles double as a neck pillow? Or the, well, just, going you know, too far. Gone too far. We always go too far. When the condition gets that far, maybe, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, and that's all I've got to say. Thanks, guys, for having me. All right. Blast. Thanks for coming yeah, on the show. Thanks very much. Glad we got there in the end. Well, 
Well, thanks again to Raymond Walsh, but it is the end of the show. So yes, what does that mean? Travel homework time! It is travel homework time. Yeah, so because we've been talking about design, is it time to redesign your personal blog or website? So if you're on a hosted platform like Blogger, we spoke about this, is it time to go pro, host it yourself, get a unique custom design that will really make you stand out and that will make people understand your personality and what it is that you're trying to sell. Like not selling like sell, sell, but like selling as in yourself. What do you Yeah, the dream, what's the brand. Your, yeah, what's your niche? Yeah, and as we were talking about earlier, if your website can represent you and completely identify you within a few seconds of someone landing on the page, that is absolute awesome killer way to actually get new fans. We really should even improve our website. Yeah, after we're, talking to Raymond today, I'm just like, hmm, hmm what can we do to... It's been a, it's actually been over a year since we've updated our website. And Almost 18 months now. Yeah, it could probably use a fresh coat of paint. So. Well, we need a new name and we need a new... Lots to Everything, do. Lots but, to do. Uh, so that's our travel homework. But your travel homework is to also go and check out yours. See what sort of design ideas you might want to implement. Go check out that website. 99... 99designs, I think it is. Yeah, see what other people are doing and see if you can come up with some good ideas yourself. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye.